morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alochais. We dedicate the learning, Le'ivri Nishmas, Eliezer, Reb Nasli Yaakov, Yentafrad Lubas, Reb Zahavaleya Bas, Reb Avrom, and Sidkarivka Bas, Reb Hillel, and all the others that need an alias Neshama and for a complete refuah Shalema for all those that need it, including Chagidachana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Noya Nechama Bas Galia, Yentesora Bas Chanarus, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Feindel Rechel, Shemel Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shloim Ben Rivka Sprinzer, Edis Bas Miriam Reindel, Michal Sora Bas Adasa, Sora Yehudis Bas Sora, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sorochel Bas Yisbendel, Avigavon Bas Yisbendel, Besorich Shar Choyle Yisrael. We're continuing in Yoridea Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Orla, Halacha Dalit, in middle of paragraph Yud Ches. We're up to the subparagraph, Veyesh Lerames Shezehu Hasofik. Rav Nosson now is going to address the issue that we mentioned earlier that regarding the word trua, there are different opinions in the Gemara whether trua means <clears throat> what we call today trua, the staccato ta 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 ta. Or trua means what we call today shvarim. So Rav Nosanzal says now, "Ve'yesh l'rames shezehu hasofek shenistab korabay senazal al hatrua im koil shenikra shvarim." Or what we call trua, ki shvarim who gamkein koil meshulash, because the shvarim is also a a note of three, two, two, two. And it also alludes to the three avoidas that we spoke about earlier. Which were required to eliminate completely. And that's why it's called Shvorim. Shvira means to break, to destroy. Whereas the trua, which is also in threes, tu 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 tu, marames al tikun sholosh midos hanal, that alludes to the tikun of the three midos, which Rabbi Nezal speaks about again in the beginning of the chapter on Likutim Ran of Torah Aleph in the second half of Likutim Ran, which this halach is based on, which are taivas momoin, taivas meshagel. And Taiva Sachila, Sheyesh Bohem Toivora, which we learned in the previous year, that regarding all three of those, there's a good side to it and there's a bad side. Vialke Nikres Trua, Rav Nasazal explains, we'll understand now why it's called Trua, because Trua has a double meaning. Shehilosh and Shavira, the word Trua in, in Hebrew and Lashon Kodesh means to break. Smash them with a metal stick. The word trua also refers to friendship, attachment. And the, the love and the attachment of the king is with him. 
because as we learned earlier, regarding these three midos, Taivas Achila, Taivas Momo, and Taivas Meshagel, there's a, a concept of the left pushing away and the right bringing close. Because as we explained earlier, in these three areas, there's a good side to it. It's necessary for men and women to have a, a kesher so that they can bring children into the world. Money is needed for mitzvahs. And achila, person, there's achila, Shabbos, Yontif, there's all kinds of achila, Dikdusha. Utsrichen l'shaber ulegareish harameihem ulevarer hatoiv. And our job in addressing these three things is to break and eliminate the negative aspects of it, and to select the good. To deal with the good aspects of these three things with great holiness. And this is why that sound of the shofar is called trua, which has both of these meanings that we just explained. Vinistapku and the rabbis weren't sure in Iker Hatiku and Baroshashana at Srikan Lahaskil Lishaber Shovoshavoidis, whether the main tikkun that we have to work on in the beginning of the year on Rosh Hashanah is to destroy completely the three avoidis that are mentioned towards the end of that chapter on the Kutuman, which are Avoidazora, Gilu Yaraya, Shvichas Domin. That's associated with the three-part sound of the Shvorim. Or is the main thing we want to focus on on Rosh Hashanah, the Tikkun of the three Midois of Taivas Momoin, Taivas Achila, and Taivas Meshagel. Which is what we call Trua. And therefore, the rabbis decided that we're going to do both. We're going to blow Shvarim and Trua, what we call Shvarim and we call Trua, which means we're going to work on both sets of Tikkunim. Sometimes we put them both together, Shvarim Trua, and sometimes each one separately. Tkia Shvarim Tkia, Tkia Trua Tkia, Uvachol when we do them separately, they have a tiki in front and a tiki in back. And, and Rav Nosson Zal explains now, because regarding, as we spoke about earlier in this halacha, that when it comes to doing tshuva, when it comes to coming close to Hashem, one of the difficulties is that people don't know where to begin. Where do I start from? And, and right now, Rav Nosenthal says, regarding what we're speaking about over here also, we don't know sometimes where do we, where do we begin. Do we first begin battling the Avodah Gilara, or do we begin trying to sort out the good from the bad in the other three? Therefore, we have to cry out to Hashem. Every time we're addressing this issue, we have to cry out a simple cry in front and a simple cry in back from the depths of our hearts, like we explained in the previous year about the tkiyah in front and the tkiyah in back.
בכל פעם שמזכיר להם להמשיך איזה נקודה וישנות את זוס התיקון. Whenever we are trying to begin any aspect of תיקון, whether it's breaking certain things completely or sorting out the good from the bad, we always have to begin with תקיעה and end with תקיעה. We always have to begin with that initial אוי, that crying out to Hashem and end with that. כדי להמשיך האורס כל התיקונים המבורם בתוירה נאו, מעט מעט בראש השונה. In order to be able to draw upon ourselves all of the accomplishments that are expressed over there in the chapter on the Kutimran, slowly, bit by bit, on Rosh Hashanah, כדי לזכויס בכל השונה לתשובה שלמה. And by making that solid beginning on Rosh Hashanah, this will enable us throughout the entire year to do a complete tshuva, לסכן הכל בשלמוס קרוי, to fix everything completely, properly, כל דבר במויאדו יבזמנוי, each aspect in its proper time, in its proper holiday. As Rabbi Nezal explains, that we have the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, when we're involved in major tikkun of the three taivas. Because the main beginning of tshuva, the main beginning of connecting to Hashem is on Rosh Hashanah. And it's from Rosh Hashanah that we draw energy and tikkun for the, for the entire rest of the year. And this explains why that holiday is called Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year, Rosh Daika, specifically Rosh, because we know the Sfarim tell us that the entire world is based on three structures. Oilam, world, location, shana, year, time, and nefesh. Nefesh means soul. In, there we have the doimem, tsoimea, chayim, edaber, the four different levels of creation. Inanimate objects, living things, uh, plants, animals, and humans. So the entire creation is based on these three categories. It's called Oilam Shona Nefesh. Oilam means location, which is the world, Mokoim. Shona is the major unit of time, a year. And Nefesh means the level of creation, whether it's the inanimate, whether it's the four levels of creation. Ukemoi Shebekoimas Nefesh, Shehukoimas Odom. And just like when we speak about the category of nefesh, of which the highest one is man, the main source of life, of spiritual life, for a human being is the brain. That's where we have the intellect of the person. which give life and, and energy to the entire body, as is known to those people who study biology, they study the structure of the body, they, they refer to this as the nervous system, which is the brain, the spine, and all the wires that, That extend from the brain throughout the body going all the way down 
to the toenails. Hakol nimshach mehamoyach. And every single part of the body is wired to the brain, which is what's what's providing the 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 intellect the, and the ability to experience pain and things like that, all coming from the brain. Hakol nimshach mehamoyach sheshon iker mishkan haneshama because the brain is also the main location of the neshama inside the person, which is what gives life to the body, to every single part of the body, based on the energy that that part of the body needs. So too, similarly, this incredible, holy, awesome day is called Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Daika. It's called the head. It's in this holiday, Rosh Hashanah, that we have the main brain and the source of life for the entire year. Because all tikunim, all repairs, everything originates, starts from there. And Rosh Hashanah is what infuses life into all the rest of the days of the year. Just like the head of a person, which is the source of energy and life for the whole body. And no organ of the body has any feeling, any sense of feeling and really being alive without drawing energy from the head, from the brain. We have the term brain dead. So too, all the rest of the days of the year and all the holidays, Hanukkah and Pesach and all of them don't have any chiyus and don't have any ability to participate in Tikkun without receiving from Rosh Hashanah. All of them are wired and connected to Rosh Hashanah. Any questions, please? Question in the chat. But Likut Imran and Likut Elochas weren't yet written at the time that the rabbis of the Gemara were going through this debate, this discussion as to whether Trua is what we call Shlorim or what we call Trua. How did the rabbis know when they were making their Takonais that the sounds of the Shoifer correspond to the three Taivos? The answer is we don't have to say that they were aware of it. This question, a similar question was once asked to Rav Nasazal, that when we have a statement in the Gemara, and there are later rabbis that expound on that statement and bring all kinds of chidushim on that statement, did the rabbi who made the original statement, was he aware of all of these drushas that rabbis later would darshan from his statement? And Rav Nosanzal said, not necessarily. They weren't necessarily aware. However, because they spoke with Ruach HaKodesh, because the rabbis of the Gemara, these earlier rabbis, 
spoke with the divine spirit of Hashem, in their words were included all of these drushas, all the interesting things that rabbis in later generations would derive and expound from their words. Any other questions, please? Now Rav Nosanzal is going to make it even clearer. This, this topic that he broached about the two pieces in that chapter of chapter one in the second half of Likut Imran. The portion towards the beginning of the chapter where Rav Nosanzal speaks about the three Taivos Royce, the three major Taivos, which are Taivos Momoin, Taivos Achila, and Taivos Noshim, or Taivos Neil for Taivos Mishaga, which he calls it which Rabbein Azalver shows the relationship between those three and the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. And then later on in the chapter on the Kutuman, Rabbein Azal says there are three things that can damage, that can harm a person's tefillah. And they are Avodah Zorah, had shown us earlier the correspondence between these two, the similarities but he showed us that they're not exactly the same because the later three refer to things that are completely bad, that must be eliminated completely. The earlier three have good and bad. We have to get rid of the bad and, and take the good. So now Rav Nosanzal says, paragraph when we'll study Rav Nosanzal's words over there on the Kutimran carefully, Nimtza, we will find Shegam Hasholish Midoy Sanal, Visholish Avoidoy Sanal, Tluim Zebozer. That the three Midois Royce and the three Avoidois are very much connected to each other. Kisholish Midois, Hem Taivas Momoin, Umishko, the Achila. The Hasholish Avoidois, Hem Avoidezora, the Hainu Pegam Emuna. Avodah could also refer to any deficiency, any lacking in emuna is called Avodah The Gilu Yarayos, U And Shvichas Domim, Dahainu Altehi Bozl We explained in the previous year that sp- killing, killing someone, spilling someone's blood can be through murder and could also be by insulting or embarrassing someone. And these three are connected to those three. The wrong type of desire for money and idol worship are one. As Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this, in chapter 23 in the Kudimran, that all the different types of idols are, are stuck in money. It's called, the Pasuk speaks about Elile Kesev, Elile is of idols of gold and silver. Ayin Shem, take a look over there in chapter 23, where Rabbein Azalveh says that a person who falls into Taibas Momoin is is involved in idol worship. They're idolizing the money. I always say in the American coins, it says, in God we trust. Who's the God? This is the God. This is my this defines my trust. If I have $20 million, I'm, I I trust. I, I have confidence 
If I have no money or little money, I have no try, no bitachon, no no trust. And the term Taivas Mishgal, the sinful desire between men and women, the sinful relationship between men and women, and Gilui Arayas are certainly the same. And now Rav Nosenzal tells us the wrong type, an excessive desire for food, and insulting people are also, those also go together. Because when a person eats improperly, that's also a pegam in respect. That's a lack of respect. As Rabin Zal expounds on this in chapter 67 in Likudim Ram, we know that in Yiddish, when you want to say, when a guest comes to your home, the way that you show respect for a guest is putting kibud on the table. That's what it's called. Kibud means putting out a drink, putting out food for the guest. That's how we show respect for the guest, and it's called kibud. So we see food is called kavoid. Which goes hand in hand with not insulting another person. Shall I live going back over? Not to damage the the respect. Because each and every single Jew has a portion of holy kavod, which is the kavod of Hashem. Each and every one of us has a part of Hashem inside of us. And that's why it's forbidden to insult any Jew. But rather, we're required to show respect to every Jew. And a person who shows respect to everyone else will be respected. As the Pasuk says, Hashem says, those who show me respect, I'll respect them. This is an example of, of repairing the holy kavoy. So Rav Nosanzal says, based on what I just showed you, you can, you can conclude, that the three midois that are expressed over there in Likut Imran, and the three avoidois are very much tied in with each other. It's impossible to really repair one without the other. Because a person cannot really succeed in overcoming the wrong kind of desire for money unless the person has eliminated completely idol worship from themselves, which means they have solid, solid faith in Hashem. And so too, the opposite. A person will not succeed in having real, complete faith in Hashem if they haven't yet eliminated the wrong type of desire and worship of money. 
Ki ho ikr because the, the place where a person really shows their faith in Hashem is when it comes to money, how they deal with money. We know the Gemara says in Shabbos that when a person comes before the heavenly court, one of the first questions they ask the person is, Nososo venosato be'emuna. Did you conduct your business, your money matters, with emuna, with faith? So we see the direct connection between emuna versus avodah in money matters. And so too, a person cannot purify themselves and sanctify themselves regarding their permissible relationship with women, a husband and wife. They cannot perfect and sanctify that relationship so long as there still is some connection to Giluyarayas, meaning that they're experiencing sinful thoughts. The mind is wandering, to places of sin. And so to the opposite. A person cannot eliminate from themselves completely all kinds of sinful thoughts regarding the relationship between men and women, so long as the person is not conducting themselves 100% properly in the permissible relationship between husband and wife. The same thing holds true regarding eating, that in order for a person to really repair to really make sure that the person is eating properly, the person has to be to be careful about the covoid of every single Jew, not to show any disrespect whatsoever to any Jew. Any questions, please? Where's the Gemara recorded in Shabbos? My answer is I don't remember the page. I believe it's around the 20s in the Masech Shabbos, where the Gemara lists the six questions that a person is asked when a person comes before the heavenly court, before they go into detail in analyzing the person's life, they ask the person six questions. What one there's a, there are two opinions, I believe, whether this is question number one or question number two. Nososo venosato be emuna. And the, the next question is Kovato item la Torah. Did you establish fixed times for learning Torah? So we should be concerned and scared. <laughs> of course. I mean that's that's what we're living our whole life for, are we not? Yes. Yes. Down to everything. Why'd you eat that chocolate? Why'd you do this? Everything. Everything. Mamish, everything. Every detail. Every detail. And again, one of the things that can really help a person is if a person is attached to a tzaddik, that's an overriding factor, a major overriding factor. 
So if that's the case, then I should say thank you. Thank you so much for bringing this Torah because I, at least we know from the shirim here what what we should be doing when, when we eat a sandwich or a piece of chocolate. At least we have a little bit of an idea. Exactly. What we should be thinking at the time, for sure. And how we make a bracha. Question in the chat. Uh, I see somebody wrote a note that it's Masech the Shabbos, page 31, side A, is where these questions are presented. Thank you. A question in the chat regarding Avedezara and the wrong relationships between men and women. Rav Nosanzal was not putting those two together. Remember, there's one, two, three, there's side A, one, two, three, and there's side B, one, two, three. In side A, we have money, food, and women. In side B, we have idol worship, insulting people, and giluyarais, and sinful relationships between men and women. Rav Nosanzal made the connection between money and idol worship. Money and idol worship. Then he made the connection between Taivas Noshim and Giluyarayos. Those are the two that were connected. And then Achila and murder or insulting people, which is like murder. Now Rav Nosanzal says, paragraph Chof, Vahaklal. And the, the, to summarize all of this, and the most important rule that we need to know, Shekol The entire Torah and all the mitzvahs in it are referred to as the structure of a human being. Just like the human body has 248 organs, the Torah has 248 positive commandments. Just like the body has 365 tendons, so too the Torah has 365 negative commandments, as is, as Rabbeinu Bechaye mentions this in, in Shnois. And just as in the structure of the human body, every part of the body is attached, is connected to something else, and within the structure of the human body, everything is connected in, in multiple ways, and different paths and different attached ways of being attached, through the different veins and the arteries and the capillaries, and through by the circulatory system, by the blood that flows through all the different parts of the body, and the respiratory system, the pushing of oxygen and air throughout all the different parts of the body, which is the spirit of life that we need to be bringing into all the different parts of the body all the time. The same concept applies to the, the entire Torah and all of its mitzvahs and all the good midos and bad midos. 
שהכל כושר ומהודות בחווי רוי בכמה וכמה דרוכים ונסיבות בלי שיר. Where everything is connected to each other in all kinds of different ways. ואם בחוכמס הניתוח והרפואס כושר לידה החוכמה הבוריון, and if when a person is studying biology or the anatomy of the human, of the human body, it's very, very difficult to understand completely how everything is wired together, how all of these connections work. And even all the wise people who have been investigating this and analyzing this from the beginning of creation, they also realize that they don't understand completely how the body works, how all of these systems are integrated and how they work. As we know, the, some of the paradoxes that scientists study with, struggle with, whereby the later scientists, in many cases, in most cases, Rav Nassau says, disagree with what the earlier scientists said. And even the later scientists have many unanswered questions about how the blood flows through the body and, and other things. And if that's the case regarding, regarding the physical things, how much more so when we speak about the Torah and its mitzvahs, which are spiritual, And as we discussed earlier, it's very, very difficult to really know where, where everything begins from. And exactly how everything gets its tikkun based on how it's rooted in the Torah and in this structure and in the structure of man. especially Odom Arishan, the first human being created, and how it relates to what each and every one of us have gone through in all our different reincarnations. And based on what, what we've gone through from the day we were born until now with this body, And based on all the different things that are happening to us each and every single day, it's very difficult for a person to really understand all of this fully and to know where, how does all of this begin. It's regarding this that the Pasuk says in Tehillim, regarding everything, I, I realize, I, I see an end, but Rechava mitzvahs hamoi, but your mitzvahs Hashem, they are very broad, they are infinite, there I don't see any end. V'yalkein, yefsha lahaschil shum haschola v'tikun, kiyam al yedei hatzadik oemes. And therefore we have to realize that we cannot begin any process of tikkun without the, the, tzadik, the true tzaddik. Shekvar Omad ben Isoyan, who has already stood up and succeeded 
in all the tests that he's been given. And succeeded in breaking all of the desires, all of the materialistic and physical desires of this world completely. And achieved what he achieved. This tzaddik is the one who shines into and draws into each and every one of us the light of tshuva from its origin. And one of the most important factors in this is Rosh Hashanah, through Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is like the head, which is really the source of life for the entire structure. And on Rosh Hashanah, the most important thing is crying out to Hashem from the depths of our heart. And this is tied in with the fact that the tzaddik knows and realizes each and every single person's place. The tzaddik knows where everyone's coming from. And the tzaddik judges everybody favorably based on knowing and realizing, understanding where that person is and realizing how much the circumstances of a person affect their what they're doing. And by judging people favorably, the tzaddik actually brings those people into the side of merit. Until the people themselves are awakened to do tshuva. What, what, what tshuva? Crying out to Hashem in a powerful way from the depths of our hearts. That's the main thing. As we see in actual life in, in all the Jewish synagogues. Shabimei Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Kol Yisroel Tzoyakin Lashem Yisborach In these days of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur all the people that come to shul are, are participating much more in the singing and the crying out to Hashem from the depths of their hearts. Where is that coming from? Where is that energy, that powerful energy of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur coming from? It's coming from the true tzaddikim. Shehem yoidim lasis Rosh Hashanah. They are the ones who know and understand how to make Rosh Hashanah, which means how to prepare, how to prepare the Jews for doing a complete proper tshuva. And through this, the, by, by having a, a real proper Rosh Hashanah, where Zerchah to be able to draw all the tikkunim into the rest of the year, Shekula Tluya Barosh Hashanah, whereby the entire year is dependent on Rosh Hashanah and connected to Rosh Hashanah. And this is obviously why Rabbein Zal here and in many other places of the shows us how really important Rosh Hashanah is. This is something that many people aren't aware of. And, and they hear that Rabbein Islam made a big deal about Rosh Hashanah. Why? Rosh Hashanah is bigger than Pesach? Rosh Hashanah is bigger than, 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 than all the other holidays? And Rabbein Islam in several places in the Kutai shows us 
what Rosh Hashanah is. That Rosh Hashanah is the head. Rosh Hashanah is the head. Without the head, you have nothing. You have nothing. The, the whole body is dead. And the most important, even though the nose and the mouth breathe the air, and, and the blood, the circuit, you have all the different systems in the body, the most important system by far is the nervous system, the nervous system, the brain, and all the wires that extend from the brain throughout all the body. That's really what defines us as human beings versus animals versus something else. Any questions, please? Rav Nosenzal stops here with a I'm sorry, a question? Yes, hi, Rabbi. I wanted to ask, what if a person didn't have a good Rosh Hashanah, like this year, for instance? Mm -hmm. The the answer is, Rav Nosenzal spoke about this, and he said, there's another chance. There's a Yom Kippur. And what if a person didn't have a good Yom Kippur? There's the day after Yom Kippur. One of the most important facts that Rav Nosenzal teaches is, that there's no such thing as giving up hope. There's no such thing as miss the boat and and nothing can't do anything about it. There's no such thing just about as too late. That a person always, whenever a person can, as long as a person is breathing, the person can still repair. And now that we've learned about Rosh Hashanah, number one, we can start praying for the upcoming Rosh Hashanah which certainly every breast or any person who studies Rabbeinu Zalzfarim should be doing that all year round. When we see that our rabbis said that Gormayn Zach is Rosh Hashanah, the most important thing for me is Rosh Hashanah, and he puts so much importance on it, and Rav Nosenzal again, throughout Likut HaLochus, explains and shows clearly how Rosh Hashanah is the most important, and everything else is dependent on Rosh Hashanah, we need to be connected to Rosh Hashanah every day of our lives, to be praying for Rosh Hashanah. There were breast lovers in Poland who had a push in their house, and they would put a little bit of money in every single day, saving up for the trip Rosh Hashanah, to, to travel to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. We should be to this consciousness and to connect our Rosh, our brain, to the Rosh, to the Tzadik. The Tzadik is called Rosh Bayis the head of the household, and be to draw upon ourselves. Here again, all Jews are wired together. So those who weren't in Uman, those who weren't in Miron, those who weren't by a tzaddik, by declaring our love for every Jew, when we say, that I love every Jew, and I'm connected to every single Jew, by doing that, we can draw on each other. Thank you. Sure. Wishing everybody Shabbos. This t- t- today is Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow is Shabbos Hanukkah. Shabbos Hanukkah is has a connection to Rosh Hashanah. The tzaddik, the hero of Hanukkah, is Matis Yahu. Matis Yahu is Bigimatria Rosh Hashanah. So there is a connection between Hanukkah and Rosh Hashanah. Those that are in Uman, those that are many hundreds of breast lovers are traveling to are in Uman for Shabbos Hanukkah. Many hundreds are in Miron for Rosh Hashanah by Rabbi Shemar Though Some are in Yerushalayim. Wherever we are, we should be to connect 
to the tzaddikim, to all the tzaddikim, especially to our rabbis, and be able to draw all the benefits that we can. Question in the chat, how is a woman connected to Rosh Hashanah and Uman if her husband can't or won't go to Uman? The answer is by connecting to these books, by studying these books, by say, saying the Tikkun Chloe, by saying the Harini Makasher, a person is connecting, a person is making a very, very strong connection to the Tzaddik. A wonderful Shabbos should be to Simcha, to the Gula Shleimah, and Hei Rabbi Amenu, Amen, Amen.